You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line with me today, we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jeff. Good morning. I'm doing well. So first, Eric, let's take a look at what's happening with the economy. Uh, Not a lot has changed since last we spoke. Uh, We've seen some jobless numbers come in. The Department of Labor is saying that the number of individuals falling for jobless benefits the week ending March 21st has declined by 9,000 to 282,000 from the previous weeks of 291,000. But as usual, we know that things are pretty much status quo as far as what the economy looks like right now. What are your thoughts in regards to that, Eric? Sure. Well, I don't even know if I'd say status quo. I mean, the trend is negative, and uh, in, in essence, we've seen a continuation that we have a very, very weak durable goods order number in the U.S. All of the regional uh, Fed releases were negative, but somehow the National Activity Index was shown as going up. And those regional activity reports were incredibly weak, including you know less employment, shorter work weeks, orders uh, going down. So it, to me, it's just a continuation of uh, the same old story that there's no recovery. Uh, and of course, we see in Japan a uh, continuing of the uh, economic decline and notwithstanding, of course, this huge amount of money printing. And it proves over and over, as it has done actually for Japan for the last 20 years or 25 years that money printing can't accomplish what central banks think it can. And we're seeing uh, a lot of economic disintegration in uh, Eastern Europe. We have huge problems in Turkey, the Ukraine, Greece. The whole Greek thing is a bit of a joke in the sense that I think the most important words were issued by the prime minister when he basically said, let's face it, Greece is broke. So something's got to give here. Somebody's going to be losing some money somewhere along the line, and um, that's going to happen. It's got to play out that way. Now, they might try to paper it over, but it's the same old routine, you know, kick the can down the road, pretend everything's okay, when in reality, all the data says it's not okay. So it's a continuation of the same trend we've seen all along, that everyone always has these hopes that, you know, the year's going to start off well. I think we we expected to probably going into the year that, for example, U.S. GDP might grow at, you know, in excess of 3% in the first quarter. And based on the latest St. Louis Fed data calculation, they're suggesting GDP might be as low as 0.2. And I suspect that that number is going lower as we get more and more of these monthly reports of things not going well. So it's the same old story with the economy. We are in a decline. And I don't think, and here we have interest rates at zero or negative interest rates, and there's no spring to uh, to the economic numbers. So it's just a continuation of the same trend. So switching over to geopolitics, Eric, uh, we can see what's happening right now in Yemen and Saudi Arabia and Egypt have launched a, a bombing attack over there. Um, you've already mentioned Greece. What are your thoughts in terms of the current geopolitical climate globally right now as far as how things could turn out? Well, let's face it. There's a lot of people who feel disenfranchised in the world. And obviously, some have taken to military means to try to solve things. It's not good that these things are happening all over the place that you have these regimes where the citizens are criticizing them. And of course, I think rightfully so, where the history of civilizations is, those at the top are always extracting most from those at the bottom. And sooner or later, certain groups get upset with it. So we even had big demonstrations against the ECB recently. I mean, it's there's a festering concern here that this whole system we have is, you know, go get an education, get a job, get paid well, buy all the assets you want. It doesn't work anymore because people get the education, pay excessively for it, and then can't get a job. And I, I'm, I'm actually been surprised that the 
sort of student population has been more upset than before, uh, and that this whole scam of you know, getting some supposed degree that, you know, you're going to meet all your lifelong goals when, when we all know it's not going to happen now. So the, the unrest is palpable pretty well everywhere. We see, uh, you know, uh, left-wing governments getting elected, uh, putting up a real good staunch uh, opposition to the prevailing parties. And more and more, of course, we get these left-wing parties elected. And, of course, it creates the volatility in, in the stock market. So I think that trend is going to continue because this financial world is just on the wrong path. It can't find the solution to the economic problem. Now, Eric, switching over to metals, uh, we've seen yesterday gold soared above $1,200, but today gold prices have declined, pulling back from three-week highs as the dollar regained some strength after yesterday's upbeat U.S. economic data. What are your thoughts on gold and likewise the positioning on the COMEX? Well, you know, I find the COMEX, analyzing the COMEX positioning is almost a a sickening task because we just see what has happened in the last eight to ten weeks and that the the commercial shorted the gold when it got up to 1300 they engineered a takedown to i guess it got down to 1150 or 1140s and uh, in that whole process they totally reversed the short position and went long and so now it's to their advantage that the price of gold and silver will go up uh, the one thing that's a little concerning right now is we have options expiry today and probably a close around 1,217 on silver, which make the commercials very happy. It looks like silver might be bucking that trend all of a sudden. It sort of shot up this morning to, I think, 1717. But you can see what's exactly what happened. The pricing of gold has nothing to do with supply demand and everything to do with how much the commercials can uh, rake off the table every couple of months and they rake it off when they go short and they'll rake it off when they go long. And of course they rake it off on options expiry. And it's just a game that they play uh, in order to strip money out of the casino, almost like the casino owner. And it'll be interesting to see what the commitment of traders report is this afternoon. But I can assure you that these last few weeks, the commercials have hugely revised their holdings from going short to covering those shorts, which, of course, is a setup for higher prices. And we've had a very good week in metals, obviously, this week with gold at 1200 and silver back to 17. Uh, but the setup, of course, is for it to go higher. It's frustrating to think that, you know, it'll probably go higher. And who knows whether the commercials will start shorting again, which would really add to our frustration. But I think when you when you look at, you know, as an example, the U.S. mint sales of gold and silver, they've been very strong. Of course, the Chinese are buying gold hand over fist. I was reading an article this week that suggested that Indian gold demand in the month of March might be 150 tons. That's a monstrously large purchase of gold. Uh, I think last year India consumed something like 900 tons in around that area, which implies something like 75 tons a month. Well, if all of a sudden you're you're consuming 150 tons a month in a, in a country that, if in the world most likes gold, I mean this. This will have very, very uh, serious repercussions on the upside in the physical gold market. So I think from a physical sense, everything's set up. And fortunately, I guess, from a, um, a paper point of view, there's a pretty positive setup. I just hate to think that, you know, we move up to, let's say, 1300 and we start shorting all over again. I wish we could finally take the reins of 
physical market determining the the price of gold. As you know, there's this movement to the physical exchanges in Asia. Hopefully that might make a difference. I, I just know in my heart and all the statistics we read that the demand is way above supply. The central banks have been messing around with it. And why wouldn't anybody suspect that you know central banks would be doing that? They do that. That's what they do. They interfere with markets. But I think things are set up, certainly over the short term, for gold and silver to go higher. Now, Eric, we really haven't talked about it in the past, but what are your thoughts about the new London fix that was implemented last Friday? Do you think the new electronic fix will provide any sort of difference as far as the pricing of gold is concerned? Overall, will it make a difference in the global market? I don't think so. I think I know Goldman was one of the new. There's only two new participants, and I don't see that as making any change. I think that the big change will have to be when the markets, the physical markets, determine the price, and when the physical markets in Asia take that role. Now, lots of people are suggesting that that is likely going to happen. I sort of take well, take the edit. Well, let's wait and see. We've had many times when physical markets in uh, Asia were supposed to start up, they would change things and they've never really manifested themselves. But there's no doubt in my mind when I look at the the Chinese data who import about or consume about 200 tons a month and and now we have China, let's say, consuming, uh, sorry, India consuming 150. We only mine 220 tons a month. So, I mean, how we can sustain these kind of numbers is is absolutely uh, impossible unless we just drain every ounce from the Western Central Bank, which, in fact, is undoubtedly what we are doing. But someday it'll break. So uh, I'm not hopeful that the uh, new London fixing will make much difference. I hope it does. But And uh, apparently the authorities are supposed to see every trade. So who knows whether the authorities are looking at the trades, but that might uh, might help over the near, near term here. But I think the, it's the physical market that's that's really strong, and uh, it should carry the day for us. Excellent, Eric. Well, as usual, Eric, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up, and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Okay, Jeff, all the best. Thank you. Hope for another good week. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great weekend.